Hi there, you're tuning in to The Neighbourhood with myself, Matthew Kochik. And Sarah Cooper from Canterbury Properties. Great to have you all tuning back in with us today. We've got quite a, quite a few interesting things to talk about today. A lot's been happening, uh, some exciting, some a bit, ooh, but uh, we're ready to talk about it and uh, let you know what's going on and what we're seeing out there right now within the neighbourhood and uh, across our beautiful state here in Canberra. Yeah, well, let's start with, with what's happening in, in Canberra. Um, we're still seeing auction clearance rates according to RP data. Last weekend was at 71%. Um, you and I like to talk about RP data because with the, the different portals, not everything's on, on all homes or realestate.com these days. No, once we had uh, Zango come in a bit over a year or so ago, the uh, information was a bit uh, more dispersed across. Uh, we used to be able to just go onto all homes and all listings were on there, but it's still holding a major share, but it is split across to Zango as well. But realestate.com itself has a has a majority because everyone's putting it on there with our interstate buyers. But the RP data is the uh, records that gets it nationwide as well as government data records, so it's a bit more... Uh, reliable for us to actually go off. Yeah, they check all, all of the portals, which is good. So, yeah, auction clearance rate is sitting at 71%. Um, I've been tracking them each week. It has sort of stayed around around that number. Sydney and Melbourne have dropped it to the low 60s, sort of sitting around 61%, 62% most of the last few weeks. So still looking good in Canberra. Um, we're talking about the, the last report in terms of the, the quarter in, in the Canberra market. We've only seen a 0.1% reduction, which is quite a fair bit down from Sydney at sort of 1%. Mm, mm, yeah, just a bit of a reduction there with uh, what's been happening. There's been a lot of changes. Uh, you know, interest rates went up a while ago as well, but uh, then we had new government. So the market's at that probably standpoint where we haven't been seeing that uh, climb we had been seeing over the last year, but uh, a bit more of a stabilisation. Definitely. Well, I think I was reading something, I forgot to mention you before, that pre-pandemic Canberra market's gone up something like 38%. So, you know, it's, it's got to be a little bit of a time for it to catch its breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, uh, well, it's like swimming in water and you're trying to get back to the surface. Yeah, exactly. Well, talking about interest rates, um, so they, they met yesterday. Yeah, the RBA, the uh, Real Estate... Uh, Reserve Bank of Australia, they had their conversation yesterday and that uh, increase was announced at 0.50%, uh, so taking it all the way up from its 0.35% now to 0.85%, uh, so it's quite, it's a bit of a hike there. Yeah, still though, so much lower than, you know, um, I remember having a mortgage sort of uh, 15 years ago, we're still quite be below those points. Yeah, it's 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 not up at a ridiculous, it just seems like quite a bit of a hike when you look at where it's come from, but it's it's nothing too uh, too crazy or out there that uh, is going to push it uh, to insane levels. Yeah, I think the RBA is just worried about, you know, what we all are, the inflation and cost of living, so got to put the brakes on a little. Yeah, got to make sure that the cash flow rate throughout the economy stabilises and uh, it's going to stay strong for the country itself as well. Mm -hmm. So they have to look into these things and make sure that it's going in the right direction. But now it's about uh, waiting on the banks, how long it'll take for them with uh, passing these over and uh, what they'll do to the interest rates. So there will be a bit of an increase at uh, some stage, but it's still, like you said, it's not going to be like years before where... You know, times where it was like 17% uh, back in the days. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit before my time, Matt. No, <laughs> yeah, and, ev and even mine, but, you know, we talk about it all the time, you know, with uh, people always ask us the questions. I'm sure you get the same thing, uh, yep. interest rates, but, uh, you know, I, I just got to talk to my parents and ask them how it was. Yeah, well, I, looking uh, across the country and 
and the, the next stage of what's what's happening, um, building. And, and there's a, a lot of things happening there. Um, still the, the pandemic and the flow and effect from that is still having quite an effect. We're looking, um, I think we're talking last week um, about how much of a delay the average time's gone up from sort of 8.3 months to um, 12.2, so almost a three-month um, blowout in terms of building times at the moment yeah. um, with those supplies. And just like we were saying, it's the uh, delays on it, but the cost of material because of supply, so the building cost has gone up, but mm -hmm. that also plays in a factor depending on a person's situation, whether they are in their own place, so they won't have the full mortgage of the bill, but they'll have an extra mortgage with their own current unless they've paid off their, their current home in full, or whether they've sold and they're renting, then you've got to factor in the rental cost where, where you wouldn't have had to have rented for as long, but now it's gonna be a longer time renting. Or of course, if you're lucky enough and you've got family that can take you in during the building phase, you just gotta hope that they're okay for a longer period <laughs> of time having you there. But it was also announced that uh, you know, in reports that uh, April saw a 2.4% drop in the number of new homes approved for building Australia-wide with uh, the decline of a year-long trend in the decline of rates of approval. So yeah. it, it, it's, uh, things are changing out there, um, not just the delays in the actual cost to build and time frame it takes, but also that uh, they have seen a decline of uh, approvals for new builds. And um, the Housing Industry Association is expecting that to continue. They're expecting a, probably a 20% a decline for housing construction over the next three years, um, mostly sort of due to those pandemic-related issues, supply um, chain being, being one of them. Um, and also the accessibility for, for trades as we, you know, had a bit of a, a push with the, um, the home builder scheme. Um, everyone's pretty flat out there. Yeah, yeah no, those builders are still very flat out and trying to get those projects finished. But there's doesn't make it easy with that shortage because there's so many and uh, so little supply to be able to material to be able to get uh, those jobs completed in time. So mm. it is a big push, like you said. We're then going into the, the next half of the, the market in terms of rentals, which um, our properties managers are reporting and, um, and all the stats are still showing it is um, rents have still been increasing. Um, the vacancy rate in Canberra is at 0.7%. Um, and yeah, a lot, of, a lot of demand out there. Yeah, still. well that comes into those factors. Uh, know with uh, how the housing prices had been going and that was uh, also around uh, the amount of stock that was out on the market uh, the numbers of people outweigh so in the time frame where people haven't bought yet they need a rental property and that's increasing the numbers and even the people that aren't looking to buy there's those numbers as well looking to rent at the same time so those numbers are high rental demand it's uh, at a really good time so people that are still thinking about is it a good time to start our portfolio up as an investment it uh, definitely is and you know, the team here just as uh, you said Sarah will tell you exactly uh, what that looks like and uh, it's pretty positive right now for the investors but it's uh, honestly it's not so nice uh, to see uh, people struggling to find a, a rental property uh, I have a lot of these conversations with people talking to me yeah it's definitely very tough for the, for the renters out there um, yeah, as we're talking, you know, low supply, this delays in building is, is causing delay in, in properties available as well. And Canberra, you know, our employment's remain strong. Um, our um, people moving, returning from different states to Canberra has, has continued throughout the pandemic. And that's definitely put a, um, a demand on, a, on both the, you know, properties for sale and for rent. 
Oh, definitely, definitely. But the other side of things with uh, Labor government um, that was announced into into our Parliament and such, they've uh, had their announcements with the uh, Home Guarantee Scheme, which is going to be coming into effect, I believe, it's the 1st of July. 1st of July, so yeah, we've seen a, f a few increases and a new scheme added into it there. Mm. Which is, uh, it's exciting, it's good, it's going to be uh, a lot more accessible to more people out there because it was originally, uh, this is across uh, all the free different uh, housing schemes that they do have out there. Yeah, so the the um, home deposit scheme, which I think was before capped at 10,000 a year, they've picked up to 35,000, mm. so that's quite big. Um, and the introduction of that new regional um, one as well to help people in regional areas, 5,000 there. Yeah, and then there's one that sits at the uh, 10,000, I just can't uh, The single, single parents the single scheme. Parents. So that one allows if you um, only need minimum of a 2% deposit, um, if you're a single parent, so they've, they've cut that at 10,000 across the nation. So 50,000 50, um, places. Yeah. And that was just recently uh, announced by Ms Collins, who was uh, sworn in as Minister for Housing and Homelessness. So mm -hmm. it has been announced uh, publicly by uh, the uh, Minister there. So that's exciting, 50,000 uh, spots out there for the year, which is a major increase from... And when you think about it, 10,000, that just went up by 20,000 on that first one. Yeah, yeah, 20, 25 on the first one. Um, so, yeah, big changes. And I believe you're also saying they've made some commitments to building um, affordable housing as well to help um, yeah. use housing affordability and homelessness as well, which is great to see. Yeah, so that they've noted that it's committed to establish uh, the 10 billion uh, Housing Australia Future Fund, which is uh, aiming to build 30,000 social and affordable housing properties in its uh, first five years and the help to buy program targeted at lower income Australians uh, looking to get a foot in the door no. to the property ladder. So it's, uh, it's, it's exciting, you know, there's a lot happening. You know, it's now about seeing how they, how they can keep in on that. A little bit, you know, when we talk about obviously the uh, building supply and everything, I know that they're the government, they can get a lot of push done when they need to, but uh, with supply, first five years, if that much, it's a, it's a big promise when uh, we know what the shortage is like with building. So I'll be interested to see how that all unravels and how it goes. Yeah, we'll keep our eye on it, keep on watching. And um, yeah, we'll, I'm sure uh, we'll talk about it over the, the future years. No, definitely, <laughs> definitely. But, you know, I think that's about it for this week. There's been a lot of, a lot of things happening and uh, there's only going to be more to talk to you guys with next week. So it's always great to have you tuning in with us here today and we always look forward to uh, talking with you again in the near future. See you next week, Matt. See you, everyone. Have a safe weekend. Don't worry, I'll see you, I'll see you later today, Sarah.